Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of Red Carpet to Trailer Trash. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always is Mr. Connor Rock. That's me. Hello. How are you doing, Ian? Oh, I'm just peachy keen. How are you this fine evening? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, not not much news over here. We're recording late. I'm a little tired, but I got this nice big old cup of coffee that I'm drinking through a straw again, so... Excuse me? I, I drink coffee through a straw when we record, so I don't, like, make slurping noises. I thought I'd talk to you about this. You have not spoken to me about this. How do you... How does this work? Won't the, won't the heat melt the... Melt the plastic straw? Well, how hot do you think I drink my coffee? I don't know. But it's like, also it's iced coffee. It's been in the fridge. Okay, that's that's different then. It's only sometimes hot coffee, and that's when I burnt my mouth. I could have sworn I talked about this, but no, it's not like fucking four million degree coffee. I mean, it only has to be like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty degrees, which is not an unreasonable temperature for coffee. It is if you're McDonald's or that one lady who had to get a new crotch. Yeah, no. You, I think you were the one that was telling me that that was actually, like, it was excessively hot. And so yeah, it was but... completely reasonable for her to sue them for, uh, for that. Yeah, everybody, like, points to that case as, like, people frivolously suing big old corporations to get a lot of money. And the reality is, like, she literally had to get skin grafted from her, or skin grafts from her back, like, put onto her inner thighs. And she only asked McDonald's for her medical bills, and they were like, no. And then they went to court, and she got, like, $3 million or something. Basically, it was a fuck you. It, I mean, yeah, it, like, the court system just ruled extremely in her favor, which they should have, because the coffee was, like, ridiculously hot. And just, like, you shouldn't be serving customers that hot of coffee, regardless if it was, like, secured or she dropped it or whatever. Yeah. But, the idea yeah, that that's you're going to give someone something that's so hot that it will literally burn their skin off yeah, seems was, a bit excessive. There's a documentary about that and, like, a few other cases that are, like, people cite as being, you know, like the like what I just said, like, people trying to get money out of companies. Um, but they yep. talk about that, and they show pictures of her legs, and don't ever look that up, because that's uh, horrifying. Uh, what's this documentary called? I don't remember. I watched it in, like, when I was 15, maybe. It was, like, sophomore year of high school. That was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, did you know that the, the one I actually point to isn't that one? Mostly because I think you told me about that. But also because I found one that was more ridiculous, uh, which was that Red Bull... Uh, got sued because for false advertising because their energy drink didn't literally make it so that you would sprout wings. <laughs> Wait, and they lost that? I don't know if they lost it. Okay. I I think they did, but like it was it was one of those where like they only gave a dollar or something or like legal costs because they were like technically you're correct, <laughs> but also are you fucking mental? Yeah, like, no reasonable person would think that. Yeah. That you actually got wings. Yeah, but, uh, but here, that's here's... why That's why if you see their their ads, it no longer says it gives you wings. It says it gives you wings with, like, a bunch of eyes because they can say that that is not a real word. And so the idea that that is true <laughs> is false. Because I didn't know that. Because they're taking uh, their reading into something that isn't there. 
Yeah, I I realized I like I, I noticed when they changed it, but I didn't realize why. Here is a fun little tip for you though. If you have a legitimate case against a company or even like kind of, you should try to take it to court because chances are they will settle. Yes. Is nothing pays out more than negative publicity. Well, it's it's also the fact that you never want things to go to court because the idea that you're putting your your financial future in the hands of 12 idiots that they could, <laughs> that weren't able to get out of jury duty is not a great <laughs> yeah. sign. Because uh, especially yeah. with like current American sentiment of like fuck corporations. Yeah. Juries always go for the well, not always, but they tend to lean towards the little guy. Yeah. Cuz all the all the plaintiff has to do is give the idea that you would also be in that situation. As yeah. a member of the jury. Yep. Which wouldn't yeah. have worked for me in the McDonald's coffee one, because who in God's name gets their fucking coffee from McDonald's? You don't like McDonald's? Well, actually, I can't speak to McDonald's coffee. I don't know. I feel like if you're on like a road trip, you get your coffee from McDonald's. Other than that. Dude, spend the extra 30 cents and get it from Dunkin'. I haven't seen one Dunkin' Donuts. Except for the, the okay, no, I've seen Dunkin' Donuts, but there's no Dunkin' Donuts in my usual, like, the part of the country that I'm always roaming. I don't know the, how to phrase that better, it's just damn. Uh, okay, but it's, that just means you don't live in a great, they have a Dunkin' Donuts in Parkersburg. Really? Yes. I don't think they have one, like, not in Cumberland, did Morgantown have a Dunkin'? It was right next to the stadium. There was a Dunkin' Donuts in Morgantown. Yes. There was a Starbucks. No, the Dunkin' Donuts was right next to that shitty taco... Wings Olay. It was near there. Next to Kegler's. Oh, damn. I didn't know. Alright, well, so I have been around a Dunkin' Donuts. I do live like 30 feet from a Starbucks right now, though, so... Yeah, that too. Like, if if you just get coffee from Starbucks, it's only like... A dollar eighty. Is that I don't know. We are always like when we get coffee from the Starbucks here, we order it online, so we can make one. We don't have to say the fucking nonsense they want you to say when you order a coffee there. And two. Well, that's because uh, you're ordering like an espresso drink. You're not ordering a coffee. If you uh, ju- uh, yeah, I guess it's just like a regular black coffee, isn't that? I think it was like two something at law school, but I got big one or something. I don't know. Hey, we're not here to talk about Starbucks coffee prices. I, I don't, don't know. Think. We've Let's... been doing this sort of shit for like ten minutes now. <laughs> Do we? What's this? It's been seven minutes. The... <laughs> the podcast is no longer about movies. <laughs> How long was it really? How long was what really? How long was it really about movies? Oh, never. <laughs> it's not being about movies about forty seconds into the first episode. Yeah, no, the, we have done, we basically use movies as the medium for us to bullshit for 45 minutes, and that yeah. is our secret to having zero viewers. We have one viewer, one, I can see, I see you, you're seen, it might be two now, actually. But, Hot uh, damn. Yeah, it's... I, I, well, I think we've talked about viewers, viewer on here before. I can't remember what we talk around on and off, off air. It's very unprofessional, but whatever. It doesn't matter. 
I mean, we're uh, we're almost essentially talking only to ourselves at this point. These are just the conversation logs that we have. Yes. <laughs> but uh, hey, well, let's... since we since we never really get get on those calls on Wednesday anymore, what it's not like we <laughs> see each other any any other way. That's true. We have have been lacking. The, the listener can know we play D and D. Don't call them our Wednesday calls. Ian and I are in a D&D game. Yes, well, we're in several. Several? Two? I guess several. Yeah, I don't know. You count the detectives and then the three. So maybe three, but it's the let's, same Okay, people. let's be perfectly real. Let's be real, though. That is, it is not real D&D. It's us using D&D as, like, a, a framework for us to bullshit around for two hours. <laughs> it's like this podcast, but instead of movies, we're D&Ding. Occasionally, we roll some dice. While also just completely bullshitting around, it yes. allows it allows Jacoby to have a, to pretend to murder people. <laughs> it, gives his, it gives him an avenue for his violence. Yes, that, I mean, yeah, it's true. Okay, so here's a quick tangent that I hope uh, I'll explain real quick for the listener. So our DM just threw in. You remember the toads from last two weeks ago? Whenever yeah. our DM just threw in these random toads that showed show that they showed up they're toads they showed up one day and one of our players kate i mentioned her um she was just like the whole fucking session she just investigated these toads who just kept coming up as normal toads and we were watching always sunny the other day and do you have you watched a lot of always sunny i've seen a few episodes well there's like the one episode where they're going to the wedding and they get stuck in the woods and frank like sees the rabbit and they just have like a staring contest and he thinks he sees his soul in it and we were watching that, and Kate was like, that was me with those toads. <laughs> Alright, well, that's that's enough of the... This is just stories that people don't care about. Um, Boy, we really took almost... We took at least ten minutes before we even mentioned that today's episode, we're going to be talking about the gentleman and looking ahead to this weekend's releases of Gretel and Hansel and uh, the rhythm section. Yes, that is that is what we're doing, and uh, I don't know. It's been we've been bullshit enough. Let's do what we're supposed to do a little bit and talk uh, talk about movies. Tell me about the gentleman. Well, the gentleman is the latest film from Guy Ritchie. Uh, it is a British gangster film starring Matthew McConaughey, and uh, Charlie Hunnam is the supporting actor. Is actually. Uh, a story that's told via a private investigator explaining the events that have taken place over the past few days in which in a local uh, man of Chinese descent is trying to move in on Matthew McConaughey's marijuana distribution business in the United Kingdom while uh, Matthew McConaughey is attempting to get out of the business and sell his business to a uh, an American fellow. That... Oh, so he does want out in the movie. Yes. Uh, see, I predicted he was like trying to cling, like hold on. No. He just doesn't want to sell to the Chinese guy. Correct. Gotcha. Because the Chinese guy does not offer him enough money. Oh, okay, okay, that's, I mean, that makes sense. 
And so, a lot of the things that take place are sort of, you'll see a scene that doesn't actually happen because it's being played up for dramatic effect, because it's a story being told by the private investigator Uh, to Charlie Hunnam, who is Matthew McConaughey's second, like his right-hand man. And so uh, it's just going through the rounds of what's going on there. And then uh, at, at one point in this, a local a local boxing gym coach owner, uh, played by Colin Farrell, uh, his, some of his students are uh, decide that they're going to uh, are going to get involved in this in a way. And I don't want to give away how they get involved. But that's oh, yeah. what his connection to all of this is. Okay. And so, this is the Guy Ritchie is just has a knack for making very entertaining dialogue. Like at one point, there's a discussion in the in the boxing gym, in which uh, in which case one of the people that get involved. Uh, he's a large African-American fella. And another one of the people at the gym tells him that, uh, yells at him to get in the ring to spar, and in doing so, refers to him as a black cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And so, then there's this just little diatribe of, (laughs) like, this little back and forth between Colin Farrell and the large African American, or he wouldn't be African American, the large black fellow, because oh, he's yeah, this British. Is in yeah. And yeah, so it's twenty twenty. We can say black. I think that's yeah. That's cool. Uh, I just I just wanted to have it differentiated so that when I said black cunt, it sort of stood uh, out. Yeah, I guess it's fair. And so he said, "Oi, he can't do that. <laughs> he can't do what? He just called me a black cunt. He's like." Well, sir, well, you are black and you are a cunt. So you can't get upset with him for just speaking the truth. It's like, but that's racist. I would, argue, I would actually argue that he's being, he's saying so in a, com, uh, in a more of a com, manner of camaraderie than any sort of ill will intended in this manner. <laughs> and just this sort of back and forth that's going on. It has nothing to do with the story, and it's not important at all. But it's just very funny and humorous and entertaining while it's going on. And that sort of stuff is happening while the uh, while the private investigator is talking to the right hand man, like in the background, like in the basic scene, like the present day scene of what's going on. That sort of okay. stuff's happening. And it's just a lot of time. A lot of scenes are just over the top, and so that's the uh, that's really what the appeal of it is. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it was just like a good. It would be a good, entertaining, like the right amount of comedy, the right amount of violence, the right amount is like it was just a good mix of a movie. And I haven't seen, as I said last week, any other Guy Ritchie films, so I don't know if that's like his what he's. You know what he what he goes for every time. That's it's it, it was very much. It did seem very much like his first film, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I have yet to see Snatch, which I understand to be his best film, and so I still need to go. I still need to watch that. I think it's on Netflix, but it 
He it, he just knows how to make a quality British gangster film. All right. <laughs> did you was, did you have any what? questions about it? I, I was gonna ask how was uh, how was old McConaughey just delivered like as usual or he was good. He wasn't as like funny as he usually is. There were scenes where he was a lot more aggressive, but he was still just as charming as usual. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know how I feel about him as an actor. Like, I think he has he, the potential to do really well, and he also has the potential to just fuck around and do gar- just have a garbage showing. Yeah, I don't know. I've never... Like, how, has he won awards? He won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Yes, okay. So, I don't know. He's, like, he's somewhat celebrated, somewhat made fun of. Like, he's in this weird middle ground, and I've... I don't know, I guess I haven't seen more of his serious roles, like Dallas Buyers Club, Lincoln Lawyer, whatever else the hell he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know him from, like, rom-coms mostly. Inception is also good. I think he's in Inception. No, he... Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... I, I don't know if he's in Inception. But, yeah, I haven't seen Interstellar either. It was... I, it just, like, came and went and passed me by, and I've never never went back for it. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn Very on, trippy on movie. Yeah, that's what I, uh, it, it apparently has a lot of the themes of, like, did you ever read either, it's either pronounced Hyperion or Hyperion, just depending on who you talk to, by Dan Simmons? I have not. It's like a, I don't know, I don't know how old it is, but it's a really good science fiction story, but it, it explores a lot of the same concepts, like, like how years on some planets are faster or slower, and like, you come back and your kid's, like, 80, or, like, how you, when you're in, like, hypersleep, your bank account gets like frozen so you can't just accumulate interest by like flying around yeah and like a lot of stuff like that apparently that uh what are we talking about interstellar touched on really good book i'd recommend it uh it's a little like wordy or than it needs to be but i think that's just a product of the time anyway (laughs) i'd rather that than it be one of those ya novels where it has a cool concept and then the writing is just absolute garbage oh yeah you mean like every single one (laughs) Uh, yeah. You know which one I'm especially talking about? No. The Maze Runner. Uh, yeah. I never read it. I watched the first movie, which was kind of balls. Yeah, the movie Um, wasn't very good. The story itself was interesting, but the writing was such garbage, it was painful to get through. And it was one of those things where I just read it because, like, I had started it and I wanted to finish it. Yeah. Or you can have, uh... Novels like Ender's Game. That Ender's really Game cool. is awesome. I love. And then they Ender's get adapted Game. into a movie that ruins the whole fucking premise of it in the trailers. Yep. That one that pissed me off. I guess that was a, that was a great book. That uh, twist was awesome too. Yeah, it really was. Like that's one of the most uh, I don't know memorable twists that I can I can think of in like reading history. Mm-hmm. And then the trailers for the movie were just like it's all in this kid's mind. Or like it's all a simulation or whatever the hell they it, it I don't know if they adapted it or not. But uh yeah, that sucked. Oh yep. speaking hold on, I'm gonna go on a quick or I'll, let me I, I saw it finally. Oh, I had you some did? things to say about it, but we can get through the normal thing and we can shove it in at the end if we if we need to. We can do it in Connor's spooky corner. Yeah, I was gonna say, can I reserve like five minutes of spooky? Yes, Connor's spooky corner. Uh unfortunately I did not get a chance to see the turning yet. 
but I did finish Turn of the Screw on the note Ooh. of... And so I'll talk about that during Connor's Spooky Corner also. But okay, uh, yeah, did you have I'll... any other questions about the gentleman? No, not really. I mean, I think... I think it, it's really... You get what you, you expect, unless you have something totally different. But I mean, it looks like a fun, good movie. It's it's very much like British. It's British, witty, charming. A lot of like very visual jokes that happen. Uh, Charlie Hunnam is spectacular in it. He's the guy that plays the right hand man. He's yeah. excellent. Loved every second he was on the screen. Yeah, he did look really good in the trailers. I mm-hmm. think that. I don't know, just something about, like, his features plus his beard, maybe. I don't know. It made him very, like, I wanted I wanted more. Yep. And so, uh, next we can move on to the previews. All right, which one do we want to talk about first? Uh, let's, since we decided to add an impromptu Connor Spooky Corner, let's start with the rhythm section. Uh, that makes sense. And we'll go spooky. So, good old rhythm section. I had not even kind of heard about this movie until you told me about it today it is based Um, off of a book by the way i think i did see that and i haven't heard of the book either but uh it's so uh who is it it's not kate hudson blake lively blake lively's family is killed in like a plane bombing which some terrorist attack yeah yeah which i think one i just in the trailer i watched this stuck out to me because somebody goes out of their way to like tell her that the death of her family wasn't an accident, and but then like she's hunting down the guy who made the bombs. So either one, that's just like a stupid cliche line that they decided to throw in there, or two, it's very clearly talking about like like paid terrorism, Bush did 9/11, that kind of nonsense. So I I don't know. I, really, I, I I thought it was more along the lines of it was an it wasn't like an accident in the sense that they happened to be on that on that plane that blew up. It was that plane blew up because they were on it. Oh, uh, like it was targeting her family. Yes, that's how uh, I I interpreted uh, okay. that. I guess it could be that way too. I took it to be one of the other two, but you're right. You're throwing in a third. I I can get behind that too. I suppose. Um, I guess we'd have to know more about her family to know why. But I just, first it struck me that I was like, yeah, of course it wasn't an accident. Like, the plane blew up. It wasn't like mechanical failure brought it down or whatever. It's not the Malaysian airline that went into a black hole. Yeah, just fucking, I mean, it's in the ocean somewhere. Yeah, no, it definitely just crashed in the ocean. I don't know why people freak. It's like, I've had this talk with you before about the Bermuda Triangle, right? People lose their shit there because like ships disappear, but I, they're they're in the bottom of the ocean. Like we haven't, we didn't check there. We I don't think exactly we've had where. this discussion, but we're on the same page on this. There's nothing weird or creepy about the Bermuda Triangle. It's just a place where a lot of tropical storms are, and the water and the winds are very unsafe. I think there actually is something. It's not like supernatural, but it's some like chemical or like sea gas there that will interfere with radars mm-hmm. so there is like something pseudo reasoning i mean besides all the like the storms obviously that makes yeah. the ships crash. but it's not like they just disappear to some like otherworldly purgatory 
They just, they're at the bottom of the ocean. I, I can tell you where every single fucking one is. Anyway, so Blake Lively finds out that her family has been, like, attacked or by this bomber or whatever, and she decides to hunt him down with the help of Jude Law, and I love Jude Law, but I gotta say, this movie looks generic as fuck. It's just, like, Taken or any just Taken-esque type movie, like someone hunting down a bunch of people doing things they never thought they could like developing into like a killer type character i guess that doesn't really fit taken because he was already a badass but you know what i mean yeah it seems extremely generic i i disagree on you that it's generic i mean the if you strip it down to its core core plot yes it's generic but if you strip anything down to its core plot it's probably going to be something generic like that and so, but I think that this is different because it's something where it's, it, it, it isn't like brand new. It is like, it, there is a genre existing, but this is different in that it is a, a woman taking advantage and it doesn't look like they're just going to say she's some badass that can fuck up anyone she sees. She does require a bit of stealth. And this is, yeah. like, personal, so it's not the atomic blonde where she's just some random, uh, some random person coming in that has all these super spy moves, or... What was the one with Jennifer Lawrence, uh... I don't know. I will effort that while you uh, Jennifer finish... Jennifer Lawrence was in a super spy movie? Where she... Yes, Red Sparrow, that's what it was called. I, I, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Uh, okay. But, but alright, I'll take your word for it. But, I, okay, so I guess there's a movie, it was on Netflix, it was about Kevin Bacon, like, fighting a gang because they did that thing, like, back when people, like, gang members would have their initiations and, like, drive around without their headlights on, and then anyone who flashed them, they'd go make their recruits, like, kill them. Yep. His son got killed in, like, that accident type deal. And then Kevin Bacon just goes, like, from, like, accountant to hunting down this gang and that's i like, guess i don't know that's like death wish yeah maybe it could be that i don't know i don't i've seen it once and i forgot the title but it just reminded me a lot of that and i i don't know i'm sure there will be you're right it's it's like a little different it's definitely not taken i just it's taken-esque and i i don't know it just it did not strike my fancy it is most certainly not going to be winning any awards uh, but I think that it has the potential to be entertaining. I think it has, like, it has the potential to be, like, a middle-range, like, decent action movie. Yeah. It, 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 at least in terms of, like, it does seem very real as well. Like, her, you're right, she's not just gonna be a, whatever you called it, I forget the name, Mary Sue, Molly Sue. Mary Sue, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I like what we've seen of the Jude Law character as like grizzled old instructor. I guess not like old old, but you know, yeah. Like he's been he's seen some things. Yes. So I I I like the actors. I think the chemistry will be good. I just I was unimpressed by the the premise of the story. Yeah, I think you're I think you're probably right about that. But it's it's. it's one of the few, it's the only movie besides Gretel and Hansel that's coming out this weekend, so. It's, well, no, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. It's, 
Oh, you mean you think it'll do like it'll do pretty good? I think it'll do fine, uh, mostly because it's and it's it's something that people will go to because it's instead of this, I think that the the movies that really uh, that really benefit from this slow weekend are going to be nineteen uh, seventeen. Bad Boys for Life, and then The Gentleman. Just people catching up. Yeah, I think it's going to be that... Because, I mean, Bad Boys for Life is probably the one that's most likely to lose out for the rhythm section because it's more of an action movie. But 1917, it's that war movie. It's got a lot of hype. That'll probably do fine. And then The Gentleman is more of like uh, an action comedy sort of thing that's it's it's it seems like it's more of its own separate thing. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. A lot of but, action yeah, movies I mean, coming out in the last 3 weeks though. Cuz you got to go see them before Valentine's Day. I don't I don't know why. I got to tell you I think this Valentine's Day is it's going to be rough. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll talk. What is coming out this Valentine's Day? There's some romantic comedies that look like just a pile of utter garbage. Is the one with Will Smith running away from an avalanche? Not Will Smith, Will Ferrell. Have you seen that trailer I, yet? I have not seen that trailer. I just popped up on Hulu today and, like, won't go away. I've watched it, like, 45 times. And I think it's based on, like, an actual viral video. Of, like, there's an avalanche coming down the mountain and some dad just, like, leaves his kids and wife and fucking hauls ass out of there. <laughs> and, and now he's played by Will Smith, like, trying to earn back the respect of his kids after leaving them to die in an avalanche. <laughs> Will Ferrell? Not Will, well, yeah, I don't know why I keep saying Will Smith. Will Ferrell was one of the funniest... I think we've discussed this before. Will Ferrell was one of the funniest actors for, like, a decade, and then everything since has been such garbage. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was never a big fan. Like, I liked Elf. Elf, Anchorman, old school. Oh, yeah, school. Anchorman was really good. Old yeah, school. Anchorman and old school, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just, Ricky like, everything... Bobby, Step Brothers, I... The Other I Guys. Didn't... I like The Other Guys. I didn't like Ricky Bobby or Step Brothers. I don't know why. I've watched them again, or I've never seen Semi Pro. Maybe it's good. Semi Pro just... is probably on the lower end of that. He also had two uh, two dramatic movies in that range as well. Stranger Than Fiction and uh, Every, Everything Must Go. Yeah, that was that's the one. That I actually really like that movie, and I watched that, and I, that's when I was like, all right, I Will Ferrell can he can do it like. I, I thought it was it was really good, um, but yeah. So that's I think that movie, the Avalanche movie, is coming out Valentine's Day. I don't know, but what's coming out this weekend that we're going to talk about now is Hansel and Gretel, or back Gretel and Hansel. They reversed Other it. Way. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Just just call it Hansel and Gretel. I don't know why they're not. And this is from I think the trailer says. The story you all know has a secret, and I gotta tell you, I could not give less of a shit about what that secret is. This is a fine little Grimm Brothers fairy tale. Um, it's been made, adapted, remade, like, at least twice before this. Because there was that one that was, like, just regular, 
And then there was the one with like Jeremy Renner, and they were like witch hunters. Oh, you know, oh you know yeah, I forgot about? about that. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I it's it it is what it is. It's just a horror movie based on a grim fairy tale that's been told and retold. And now they're gonna change it up with maybe like Gretel being magic or something is the idea I got from the trailer. But I just I don't really give a shit. I don't think it looks that good. I'm not gonna see it. Yeah, this looks like a steaming pile of garbage. Uh, I disagree in the sense that I think it is. I am curious to see what sort of twist and addition they put on this to make it last a full, a full runtime, but not enough to pay money to go see it. And also not enough to see it for free. Um, yeah, I, I, my, <laughs> my, my time is worth more than, the, than <laughs> spending it watching this. I, it is worth the amount of time it takes for me to read the Wikipedia about what the plot in, entails. And that's what that's... I will do to figure out what goes on with this. This movie looks like such a heaping pile of trash. Yeah, I was just, I was assuming that they would fill the time with you know they wouldn't they would spend their like more time at the witch's house in the process of her fattening them up or like whatever little string she's trying to put on uh gretel because it seems like she's trying to get her to do something to eat her brother or whatever so i thought they would just spend some time there build a little tension with that capitalize on some like horror elements but i you i don't know what the runtime is but if it's longer than 90 minutes it can't be longer than 90 minutes. I don't know. Oh, can, I hope this up, is like nah. two hours, just it's... just because of that statement. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't think it's going to be that good. Um, you know, it is, you it do... is 87 minutes runtime. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. They have the beginning of them, like, getting kicked out of their home and then seeing spooky stuff in the woods and then a little bit of time at the witch's house and the climax or the, the, the build-up to the climax of all this nonsense happening and whatever. And then, I, I don't know. I've, I've lost interest in my sentence. I've yeah. definitely lost interest in this movie. Okay. But we will take this opportunity to transition from that into Connor's spooky corner. Hell yeah. It's a return of the spooky corner. And so I, we just watched it, chapter two, and I gotta say, like, there was just something lacking, and I can't exactly put my finger on it. I think maybe it just didn't, like, translate as well, like, it felt too much like a sequel, or, like, maybe with the adults, it just wasn't as... There There wasn't nearly the chemistry amongst the adults that there was amongst the child actors, is yeah, what, is what I thought it was. I I think that could be it. I think Bill Hader did really good, and the guy who played Eddie did really good. I've never been a fan of James McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. Yeah, I I don't know why. I saw him in Wanted, and I was like, this guy's this is it for him. And then he's he was like in X Men. He was in this. He was in whatever that M Night Shyamalan movie was. I just don't I don't get him. But that's fine. And I, I, I think they did horrible with the casting for Ben. Like, nothing personal about that guy, but, like, 
I, and I, I know he's supposed to like become like a hot architect or whatever, but I feel like it was yeah. just over the top, and that guy was kind of just like a slab. Like it was like a hot slab, and they just threw into the role. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. That all being said, it just it just felt like a, like a watered down version of the first one. Like it wasn't as funny, it wasn't as scary. The only legitimately scary thing I think is when Pennywise is talking to that little girl under the bleachers. Oh and yeah. And like he just stops and stares slack jawed for like thirty seconds before he eats her or whatever it is. Like, yeah, that is like, like just, the, the only thing that's happening is drool dripping out of his mouth. Yeah, and like his eyes are doing the weird thing, and it's just like that was one haunting image, and the rest of it, I just, I don't know. And then, like their CGI looks like the budget for their CGI went down. All the creatures were just like there was like the tall lady who looked like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings, and then like the leper again, which. When Eddie's choking the leper and then it throws up in like the six seconds of whatever song that plays, that just took me straight out of the movie. I was like, I get oh, you're trying yes. to be funny here, but it's just, it, it felt like you were trying too hard. Yeah, um, like it was, it, that was probably the biggest problem is that when Bill Hader wasn't making the jokes, anything that was supposed to be funny just took you directly out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really, it really did. And, the last thing I think I'll say is, I agree with you now. I think this was your biggest problem is how dumb the like how they defeat it is, because I get that like they had to do something, and it's sort of true to the book. You've read the book more recently, isn't it? Like they do the ritual chud again, and like Bill goes into like the shadow world or whatever, and then like has the battle of wills with him there. No, that that happens the first time around. The second time around, people, uh, I think Richie has to help him. Yeah, okay, or whatever it is. But, it, like, they do the same thing, and that's when they see Martin or Moritan, the turtle. Yeah. He's, he's dead then. Yeah. So, like, I get they had to do something, because, like, a battle of, like, that would kind of be boring to play out. But just having the people just yell at him, being like, you're a clown, you're a clown, you're a clown. That just, I, I, it was just awkward. It was cringy to me. I hated it. It was somehow worse than just having it be the fist fight with children beat him in the first run. Dude, I, I'll stand by this. I will die on this hill. I thought they did that. They adapted it better than the book. Because it was like both, because the whole thing was like you had to be not afraid of him, right? Exactly. So, that makes more sense than whatever bullshit they pulled in the second book. Yeah, I would have rather... The book (laughs) itself, I think, made more sense just within itself. Because it's a fucking alien from a... uh, That's able to shapeshift and stuff. So the idea that they could beat him in a fistfight is ridiculous on its face. That is my opinion. But I I did like... Like, the combination allowed them, you know, to do that. Like, his shit didn't have power over him. Like, I thought the movie did it... I liked it better than the book. Mm-hmm. But this one was just, like, he should have been like, I know, like, I transformed into a clown. Like, this, I chose this, and then just, just get him with the stabby hands. Which, his stabby hands had reach sometimes, but didn't other times. Like, there were limits on how extendo his arms could get. I it, it, I don't know. I, I did not love it. Um, I really hope I thought it do. was I thought it was decent. I thought that Bill Hader did a good job. Jessica Chastain, I think that's who played Bev. 
did a good job, and I liked James McAvoy. I thought that having the the I thought that the scene in the funhouse was also very good. Yeah, yeah, that I mean, I agree that that was definitely like the second best like Pennywise like spooky part of the movie. But at the same time, I don't know. I just didn't. I was like, yeah, he's gonna eat this kid now. And then just, I. I also enjoyed, like, actually hearing from Pennywise during, like, when he was shit-talking uh, Richie, so Bill Hader's character. Yeah. That was, I, I liked seeing more Pennywise because I thought Bill Skarsgård did a great job Yeah. as Pennywise. Yeah. And then I I loved, absolutely loved the scene with... Uh, with uh, around the table where they were actually being like just interacting with each other, it was the only time that it felt like there was any chemistry amongst the people playing the adults. See, I, I think there was a, I got a little bit, but it also just felt like the writers didn't really know how to like have adult friends have a conversation because I feel like half of it was just like fuck you, fuck you, I yeah. fucked your mom, like. So, but yeah, parts of it were good, and then I don't know. I just, I didn't like any of the writing. I think for Eddie, except for when he like tells the uh, Henry Bowers to get rid of his mullet. <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty good line. I I think I told you before. What did you think of the the scenes, the flashback scenes, this time or with the kids this time? I I see what you mean by like they look, uh, like Ben. I feel like. He was the only one that was, like, noticeably different. I they... I think that uh, Eddie was also noticeably taller. But Ben was obviously, like, it was out, like, it was a stark difference. Yeah, did they, like, CGI his cheeks? His cheeks looked so unnatural. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, well, that's, you should, when you see the movie again, pay attention, if you see the movie again, pay attention to his cheeks. Everybody out there too. It's I think they're unnatural. But I like I, I was always distracted in those because I hated what they did with Eddie's character as like the teenager this time around. Oh yeah, it was just like he was annoying piece of shit and that's his whole character. Yeah, instead of him being like neurotic, he was just a whiny little bitch that was like annoying and not the type of person that would you want you would want anywhere fucking near you. Yeah, also, what... I, was, I Okay, I haven't read the book in a while, so you might tell be able to tell me if it's in there. But Richie being in love with Eddie, that just felt really out of place. A what? What? Like, he was, he was in love with Eddie. He loved Eddie, yes. Not yeah. in love, he loved Eddie. Was that not he, obvious? Yeah, they were but... very close friends the entire time. The whole thing, like all of his flashlights, or fla not flashlights, flashbacks, and him being closeted, and then he carves R plus E into the fence post. Like, he had a crush on that man. I I didn't think about it that way, and that's not. I assumed it was. I I didn't even think about that honestly. Oh, really? That just... I, I don't know. It felt like... I thought they were, like, if that If it. that is what they were trying to put forward, that is most certainly not in the book. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it could have been just like a like I would have uh, been on board with him being like he loved him as a friend. That's sort but of what like, I how I had interpreted it. I didn't even kind of consider it being that he had a uh, a raging hard on for Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I assumed when Pennywise was like, I know your secret, I thought it was about him just being, like, gay. But then when he was like, how would your friend feel, or whatever, about it, it made a lot more sense, or whatever that line is, when he, like, carved it into the fence. It does, whatever, I just, it felt weird to me, but maybe you're right. Maybe I'll have to watch it, well, when I, I'll definitely watch it again at some point, but I'll, I'll we'll, we'll reanalyze that at a later date. But All it is right, worth noting that, no, it was not in the book. The idea of him being, a, hoping to be Eddie's gay lover. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's just the kid orgy, and that's that yeah. enough. Okay, also, just because we the, you brought it up, you know the weirdest part about that entire section was? Because I'm not sure if I mentioned what? it. The fact that they... That they, like, it takes the time to go into detail to point out that Ben had the biggest dick of all the kids. Yeah, it's foreshadowing that she's going to end up with Ben. Yeah. Because he's got a big old kid dick. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's weird. That's, uh, Kate pointed this out too when we were watching. Imagine, like, because they did more with, like, the memory loss, I think, in the movie than they did in the book. Like, it's just kind of mentioned. But imagine, like, going to that Chinese restaurant for dinner and just remembering that you all fucked in the sewers when you were, like, 13. Oh. Uh, like, having that memory come back. No, that, the scene where, it, <laughs> the scene in the book where she realizes that that happened, it was hysterically funny to read. It oh, was, shit, that happens in the, I didn't realize that. It, it, like, the she, the... It's the adult version of Bev is like, oh my god, all of you. <laughs> and Bill's like, all of us what? She's like, with all of you. He's like, what are you talking about, Bev? And then it cuts to the, because this is while they're in the sewers. Then it cuts to the, uh, then it cuts to, like, the scene. Like, it it still builds up for, like, another 20 pages before it reaches that point. But just the the fact that I knew it was coming made it so much funnier <laughs> to read that. I didn't realize that happened in the book. It's been a yeah. while since I read it, though. Oh, all right. Well, so we're getting we're getting a little long on time here. Let's We can talk about the turning slash turning of oh, the screw. All, all I wanted screw. to say was turn of the screw, the book... I have no idea how they converted that into a movie because the the climax to it does not lend itself very well to uh, just like a cinematic ad- adaptation. So I what I spark noted this. So I don't know the exact climax of it, but I got like the gist. And I don't know. I got kind of excited with it. Because, like, isn't the whole point of it, like, you decide at the end, like, you the reader? Or you don't decide, but, like, it's left up to you to, like, figure out if she was seeing ghosts or just... If she was insane or not? Yeah. I I mean, not really. really? it's, It's suggested throughout, but then the last line, unless the kid just has a fucking heart attack... 
Oh, uh, okay. So, like, the kids died. I didn't know, like... I, I don't know how... Yeah, died. spoiler alert. That is actually a spoiler. It's in the very last... The very last, like, five words in the in the novella are... His heart had stopped. Now, his heart, now dispossessed, had stopped. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that'd be a little harder to... Harder to move. So, I, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting... But yes, the entire time I like I was questioning like, did is she actually seeing these ghosts or is she just a crazy person? And there are some people that still interpret it as she is still just crazy. Uh, but the the that last line sort of lends itself towards she isn't just crazy, and also the. I think it. There were more interesting. I I thought there was going to be something more interesting to have happened, because there was like an entire side storyline about why this kid had been kicked out of school, and nothing came of it. Oh yeah, because doesn't she start and like the kid won't say why he got expelled or whatever? Yeah, well she doesn't ask him and he doesn't mention it, and then they go like months. And he finally asked, like, when is he going to go to school again? And then she, like, it. this is when it's, like, building towards the climax. And she ends up asking him, like, why were you kicked out of school? And he's just like, oh, I would just said some stuff to other kids. It's like, <laughs> what, what okay. kind of stuff? It's like, oh, just regular stuff. And then they told the, they told the headmaster, it's like, Dude, what are you even talking about? You don't even give a payoff for the the one like sideline, the one side story you had. It's <laughs> I thought it was going to be like he actually the the reason that they were seeing ghosts is because these kids were like secretly murderers that had killed the two uh pre, the previous governess and the previous like dude whoever he was that lived there that worked there. And that they were trying to warn the governess that to get away from them, and that they had figured that out about the and he must have like told someone that uh at school, but nope, that's not what happened <laughs> yeah, all right, well, knowing all that i have le- i less hope for the movie I'm saying that like it's it, they had to dramatize it up a bit more for it to be more interesting cuz like it built up a lot of suspense like tension about like what's going to happen and then I was just very disappointed in the in the climax cuz it it ended so suddenly was the big problem. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know, good horror is hard to write. I stand by that. Yep. Whew. And All a right, good well, horror is, and a good but a good horror is easy to ride. <laughs> All right, are we ready to uh, to wrap it up? Yes, yes, we are. So <laughs> we're gonna summarize this by saying the gentleman was uh, ready for the red carpet, but the rhythm section and uh, Gretel and Hansel, they are probably just some trailer trash. Yeah. The rhythm section might surprise us. Who knows? Um, I doubt it, but you know, keep it, we'll keep our eyes out. Are you going to see either of these? I think I might see the rhythm section. There's no chance in hell I'm seeing Gretel and Hansel. But I also, I also still have to see uh, Last Full Measure and Bad Boys and The Turning. 
So there's there's just so much more going on that is more important to see. You're getting a backlog. Yeah, but I also don't have to see them because none of them are like super high on my list. Yeah. But it's also like the coming weeks aren't very great on on the movie wise, so I guess that's true. And then we're getting the Oscars at some point. That'll come that episode will be rolling around sometime in February. Oh yeah, that reminds me. R.I.P. to uh, Oscar award-winning producer Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Really uh, yeah, sad. Just today, yesterday, I don't remember. Time. It was it was yesterday. Uh, he and I believe eight other people, including his thirteen-year-old daughter, died in the crash. It's really sad. Yeah, it is. But he uh, is. he won an Oscar for his uh, the documentary. Or not documented, the short film, anime, the short animated film, if I can finish speaking, uh, that was an adaptation of a letter he wrote called Dear Basketball. Awesome. I didn't know that. Um, go check it out, everybody. Have you seen it? Uh, I have. Then it was, it, it's up. literally short enough to where I could watch the entire thing on a, oh, and I think it's like three minutes. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it is not... Short, short film. Yes. All right, cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, you have some other podcasts that you should plug. Oh, yeah, uh, Fade the Public. We're starting, to, we're starting to transition into college basketball and hockey moving forward. Uh, but this week we're going to do a bunch of prop bets for the Super Bowl and also do a Super Bowl pick'em. Uh, to finish off the playoff uh, mayor's bet that we've been doing for the NFL. Uh, and we'll dive a little harder into college basketball while we get our hopes up a little too high for West Virginia basketball. <laughs> I don't know how they're looking, and I don't really care. So <laughs> that's good stuff. Um is that, are you done? Do you have more? I don't remember. Uh, there's another one. It's sort of up in the air about the actual progress being made. The first episode's out. It's called Stereotopical. I think it's on Spotify now. Uh, the the availability and times to record for that are a little harder. Uh, but because of the subject matter and my co-host for that is a little busier because he's working on a startup. But uh, uh, yeah, that's... check it out. Let me know what you think. Leave a review, that sort of stuff. Do it, like it, do stuff, share stuff. I don't know. I don't. No one gets this far into these episodes. Cool beans, though. Uh, this has been Red Carpet to Trailer Trash. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Until next time.